The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Pirate fans, welcome to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Brought to you by U.S. Cellular. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's Platinum Certified U.S. Cellular stores and experience the highest standard of customer service. Call in on the live line at 317-1250. Now, with a complete recap of the game and your phone calls, live from the Pirate Radio Studios, here's your host of the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter, Clip Brock. Mike Houston is smiling, and that is a good thing. That means the Pirates are victorious tonight at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium as they wanted to get one more flag before the game finishes, at least on our streaming television. The Pirates are going to wrap this one up and win 29-14 to over the South Florida Bulls. Another dominant second half by the East Carolina defense. We've enjoying some Cuchinellas from yes, earlier sir. today mm-hmm. and enjoying a Pirate victory. Yeah, this is awesome. It was a big win for, uh, for East Carolina. A must win in my and uh, in, in in my opinion, a must win, and they went out there and, and did it. Got it done, and got another big home game coming up next week against the Temple Owls. 317-1250 will take your calls after the Pirate victory tonight over USF 29-14. to We're back on the U.S. Sailor 5th Quarter Call-In Show right after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. All righty, 317-1250. Pirates victorious at home and moving back to 500 on the season at 4-4 four and four after the win over USF. Quick look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. The Packers lead the Cardinals 24-21. We've got a good fourth quarter to watch as we take these calls here. Yeah, this is going to be great. 10.45 left. Aaron Rodgers and the uh, Packers with the football right now. So, yeah, this is going to be fun to watch while we listen to uh, hopefully some very positive vibes from Pirate Nation. Yeah, uh, the great second half performance. Second straight week, the Pirate defense shut out an opponent in the second half. And luckily, this one didn't go to OT. Yes, Uh, and no lightning. Uh, correct. Yeah, just a little rain. Yeah, not bad. Billy and Chandler yeah, sat through it for a I little sat, while. Sat through it for the first half. Yeah. All right, Johnny, Cav, Cameron, hang on. We'll start tonight with Dave in Greenville. Hey, Dave. Hey, guys. How's everybody doing tonight? Welcome back. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Hey, look, I'm not going to talk long. I just want to say good job. I wonder if our defensive coordinator can uh, do offensive playing calling, too, because that's about the only thing we're missing right now. Uh, well, they called one tonight. They scored a touchdown. He called a uh, interception for a oh, touchdown. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, pick that's- six. They called that one. Yeah, you're true about that. That's true. Um, but it won't, won't keep you guys long. Special teams, uh, you know, due to the weather, can't really um, fault that. You know, kicking the ball wet, you know, that's been Hartman. You know, that that thing's happening in cold, wet weather. Um Anyways, have a good have a good um, rest of the show and uh, go Pirates! All right, thank you, Dave. Appreciate you calling in from Greenville tonight. And once again, I feel more comfortable with our defense on the field than the offense. Uh, but the offense did get some things going in the second half tonight. I did like seeing uh, Holton make some. There, there were some designed runs for yeah. Holton tonight. I did like seeing that. So, especially in the first half, early on, they just kind of said, "You know what? We're we're going to let Holton run." And even late in the game, yeah, I mean, late in the game, we yeah. were running Holton late in the game with yeah. like two minutes left. The only thing I didn't like is on that fourth and inches on the goal line. Yeah. I, I think yeah. everybody in the stadium knew that was going to be a quarterback sneak. It was just that was kind of doomed from that, the word go. I don't think, in my opinion. 
that play should have never happened. No. I think he got in. Oh, I thought zone. he did, too. I thought he got in the end. I, that was one of those calls. We were talking about that. That was one of those calls. Whatever call was made on the field was going to stand because yeah. it didn't look like it was going to get overruled e- either way. All right, 317-1250. Cameron's up next in Greenville. Hey, Cameron. Hey, Cliff. I'm cold. I'm wet. But the Pirates, they got that W. Got back to 500. I mean, defense played amazing. I won't be long. C.J. Johnson, I just want to call him out directly. What a game, man. Way to step up. You know, you struggled all year getting you into the offense. You had a great game. Good job, C.J. And Holton, thank you for starting to run the ball. Listen, guys, our goal of six wins is right in front of us. We just got to take it, go out and grab it. And that starts next week against uh, Temple, pack the stadium. Um, these players have worked hard. We have some excruciating losses. But our goal is right in front of us. Um, so keep supporting the Pirates. And listen, I just want to say one negative thing. A former Greenville mayor, I won't say his name, but y'all know who I'm talking about. I've never seen anything like this before in my life before. This man darts from his section across in front of me to basically attack these guys that had a let's go Brandon flag and literally cussing, shoving, all types of crap. That was, that was embarrassing. I, and that just leads into the conspiracy. This goes all the way to the top. Joe Biden's involved in this local politics with Morgan Ailers. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, that just, I'm just saying, regardless of politics, guys, that what I witnessed from the former mayor tonight was just absolutely embarrassing. I'm not going to say his name. Y'all know who I'm talking about. All right, we'll stick to uh, we'll stick to football. But thanks, Cameron. Go, 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 Pirates! Go, Pirates! Local politics, bud. All right, three one seven starts from the top. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. does. Well, uh, the top of the press box that is. <laughs> <laughs> starts from Morgan Aylers. The top hey, of Town Bank a, Tower. Who did get a shout out on ESPN oh, tonight? Larry and Gary. I don't know if shout you're calling out. in tonight, Larry Gary, <laughs> but you got to be in shambles right now seeing all that Morgan Aylers <laughs> during the football game. You probably threw a brick to your TV. <laughs> all right. Uh, Cav is up next in Jacksonville. Hello, Cav. Uh, this is uh, Barry from Beaufort. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> nah, nah, man. Nah. Uh, look, dude. Uh, I want to say kudos to the students. They showed up. Yeah, it was impressive in the end zone there. Um, I want to say that uh, look, all those Town Bank Tower people that pay that—they say they paid that sixty million dollars to have that thing put up there, and then there's nobody else in the stands. Um, what's going on? Well, they stay dry, and and yeah, I, I, I do. I must say, if I had a ticket up there tonight, I would have stayed. I would have been up there. Uh, that, I don't know if that makes me a bad fan or not. Maybe that just makes me old. <laughs> I, think, I, think it, I think it says that we should have spent that sixty million dollars on the team. Well, of, I know. Well, it part, part you now, know what part now. of that part of that in in my opinion should have been gone to an indoor practice facility, which has been talked about since Steve Logan w- was here by every coach, and we don't have one. I just I I, I think East Carolina is way behind the eight ball on that one. No doubt. And uh, that's all I want to say. Look, uh, the defense is the reason we won this game. Uh, our offensive coordinator is still not good. Uh, I don't think our coach is very good. Uh, but we have what we have because we spent $60 million on something that those people haven't paid for yet. All right. Thank you, Cav, in Jacksonville. 317 1250. Um, Great to have the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, tuning in, loving and listening to the uh, callers tonight. Oh, yeah. It's always uh, fun. Stay tuned, big man. There's probably more <laughs> great ones coming. Uh, Johnny is in 
Buck Row Beach, Virginia. Buck Row Beach. Wow, I can't believe this. It's been like 10 years since I've called in. My boy AT is going to be proud of me. And I kind of heard the comment about the former mayor. I kind of like it. Whoever, Whichever one it was, I kind of like everybody getting a little excited and whatnot. But I think I'm going to be the first positive caller tonight. Uh, I'm not necessarily calling about the win tonight. Uh, but I will tell you, you know, I've been watching ECU football for 40 years, way back in the you know, the, the, you know, the, the wishbone days and whatnot. And, you know, tonight was, was the first time that when I first started watching the game, I'm like, okay, we're in sync. We're, we've got this game, but I'm really calling about the game last week that we lost. You know, a lot of people don't understand this statement. I've made it several times in the last 10, 20 years on whatever social media stuff we got. But, you know, I've always said, I'd rather lose the game than play well versus win a game and play like slop. And we've we've won a lot of games back in the days and, and just played like slop. But last week, and I even called it on Facebook, I said, hey, we're going to upset Houston. Well, yeah, you know, th- yeah, we got the moral victory last week, but we played very good against a 5-1 and one Houston team. And, you know, I just heard the other caller, you know, being very critical about the coach. And trust me, I can, I, I'm very critical as well but for a different reason. But, you know, my point is we, we are we are getting better. Uh, it's finally, you know, nice to start watching EC, you know, uh, you know, play better on TV a little bit. My only thing is, you know, two things. You know, unfortunately, this whole, all these super conferences and whatnot, the line has been drawn. Uh, I hate to use the phrase, you know, everybody talks about getting to the next level. But, you know, unfortunately, there really is no next level. I, I don't see it anyway. What I what I prefer to see is is with the, I guess I'll call it the second tier, whatever P six we are or whatever we are. I'd rather see it more regionalized versus these teams like Rice and all these teams way out in Texas. I'd I'd rather be in a conference with the App State and maybe a Coastal and the ODU and bring Army into the program or whatever. But uh, anyway, it is what it is. Uh, Heck, I'm so old now, you know, I'd rather sit home and watch 10 games, you know, on TV during the day versus, you know, drive down to Greenville and watch one, blah, blah, blah. But, um, you know, yeah, money could have been spent other places, yada, 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 you know, other people are making those decisions. But here's here, I'm going to put it on the board right now. I see us winning out, and I see us upsetting Cincinnati. Yeah, right. that's big statement right there. All right, big Johnny. statement. I see, I see us upset in Cincinnati. All, All right. right, he sees it in that crystal ball up in Buck Row Beach, Virginia. Thank you for the call, Johnny. Three one seven twelve fifty Cincinnati. Right, yes, now. sir. Who could come in here number one? Who knows? Could All happen. Right. All right, uh, Monica, Quentin, Kenny, hang on. We have an open line three one seven twelve fifty. That'll fill up quick, and we'll take more of your calls on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. Going to enjoy some awesome tiebreakers. Uh, great post-game food from tiebreakers. They about got Chandler a little bit. He said his wings were hot tonight, hot, buddy. Man. They put a little extra kick in that one, baby. Yeah. <laughs> a little spicy Yeah, some kicking chicken. Kicking oh, chicken. No, no doubt about it. Uh, great food from tiebreakers. You'll probably catch me there one day this weekend while I'm not here. So Watching the NFL game. Here we go. Here, touch. No, no, almost. First and goal for Green Bay. Yep. We got a penalty in the end zone, oh. which puts the ball at the one-yard line. Yes. So if anybody has under, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> There's an interesting prop. There maybe. is. That's right. We'll That's take a right. timeout. Come back more after this. Uh-oh. 
You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, Pirates win on a Thursday night in a wet, cool Greenville, North Carolina. But 29-14 feels good. Dominant second half by East Carolina, especially the defensive side of the ball. Got Keaton Mitchell run game, Rajay going a little bit. And uh, a pick six as well. And the Pirates win it. Is that on Green Bay? <laughs> I think so. Unbelievable. <laughs> Nobody cares, but the, the stop laughing. Yes, look at this. this is <laughs> All right, David, Kenny, Quentin, hang on. Uh, Monica, you are up first uh, this segment. Hello, Monica. Hello, guys. The good thing here is I just want to talk football. Um, so that's that's good news for you guys. I like um, it. Was, it was really awesome to get the win tonight, especially, you know, the 900th game of ECU Pirates, and we grabbed the win. Uh, the way I like to start off everything is by looking at our opponent, USF. You know, two and five coming in, you think this should be a cupcake uh, team and an easy cakewalk win. Um, but when I looked at USF and you look at this team, they really are a battle-tested team. You know, this was this was not a terrible uh, USF team. If you if you look at them, their strength of schedule in the beginning of their year, their four losses were to quality opponents. Uh, you got you know State second the in the ACC, Florida third in the SEC, BYU six and two, and SMU seven and zero. So they are battle-tested. With that being said, we showed up in a big way. Who showed up tonight? Our defense did. Blake Harrell is the man when it comes to defense. Our D turned uh, for four turnovers. I love McMillan. I love Barry. I love Bivens. But you know who I love most of all? Keegan Wilk. He is an absolute rock star stud. He is always where the football is. And I watched him fly across the field and get to the football all night long. And how does he close it out? He gets the pick in the fourth quarter, and he's a freshman. I love it. Now, let's talk about the offense and what they did well tonight. Time of possession was the difference in this game because it wore down USF. They had 23 unanswered points because our offense um, possessed the ball 37 minutes to their 21 minutes. So hats off to the offense. And just to remind everybody, if you go look at the rankings, Holt Naylor's is 45th in the nation in total offense. So we do have a quality quarterback, um, and we saw him run the ball. We saw him have some fun, um, and then when you saw him run the ball, you could see his his just whole mentality change. So just to remind everybody, he is 45th in the nation in total offense. So where do we need to improve with that? We've got to continue to get better on third down. If you can't win third down, you make it hard to win a game. So you got to win third down. We did better tonight. We were we were six out of seventeen. But fourth down, we were we were five out of six. What we need to do is play third down like it's fourth down. And where we need to improve because it's creeping up on us is turnovers. We've got to protect the football. In two games, we've had eight turnovers, and we can't do that. But with that, I'm going to close it out. Let's go beat Temple. Um, it was a great win tonight. Uh, it was good to see. And I'll tell you one more who showed up tonight. The rain did not damper our boneyard. The students showed up, and I just want to – Shout out to the Boneyard. But go Pirates. I love the win. All right, Monica, great call as always. And I uh, agree with a lot of that, including uh, great performance by the student body tonight. Uh, Billy Chandler, you guys were there. Yeah. And, and we've, uh, 
you took one crowd shot towards the end zone, yep. the boneyard, and it was like, wow, this place looks pretty full. Oh, and yeah. And you kind of scan across and say, well, maybe not so much. But uh, students showed out tonight. They did. And, you know, they, it, it, you know what? Kudos to the marketing department, too, at ECU, because during the game and the entire first half, they were doing giveaways to students. They were giving them away, uh, you know, $500 worth of books at the bookstore. TV. A, t- a 55-inch television and autographed football by Mike Houston and like stuff like tuition that. tuition for us Oh, yeah. So it was awesome. So great job by the marketing department of recognizing that the students needed to show up and kind of gave them an incentive to show up as well. But of course, I mean, students are going to, you know, kind of do what they want to do. And they showed up. So they they, big kudos going out to the student section tonight. All right. Let's go next to Quentin in Aiden. Hello, Quentin. Hey, Cliff. How you doing, buddy? All right. Hey, man. First off, go Braves. Yes, sir. Coming back to Atlanta. Yes, sir. But. No, coming off of Monica's call, student section did turn out great. I was surprised at that, and I am excited for what they have going on. Um, and, you know, team looked good. So, like I said a couple weeks ago, after South Carolina, we got to keep supporting them. Um, one thing I do got to say is I was sitting a couple of rows behind the mayor, or former mayor, and I am not – uh, impressed with his actions so you know we got to improve on that but hey ECU came out with the win and I'm impressed so let's go Pirates alright there is Quentin and Aiden 317-1250 we go next to Kenny in Blunt Creek hello Kenny hey Cliff uh, cold wet driving back home and one happy man we got the victory uh, kudos goes out Billy showed up tonight <laughs> I'm like the students. I showed up tonight because there there was an incentive. I was told that if I come tonight, I had a chance to win a 55 inch television, <laughs> uh, tuition uh, free for next next year, and a, a student and pirate a slice club of membership. pizza from Cuchinella. Yeah, slice of pizza, and I actually got some wings from Tiebreakers too. So there were incentive. It was incentive based tonight. <laughs> so it's a win win for all of you. Guys. <laughs> hey, uh, look, bad weather tonight. Uh, you know, terrible conditions. The guys showed up. They won the game. Hey, uh, you know, get ready for Temple. And uh, hey, bowl games on the horizon. We got all we got to do is keep keep kicking on. And, and these games are going to happen, guys. Like I said, everybody gets down on them when we lose. We get high when they win. This team has got grit. This team has been fighting. We were wishing for the last couple of years just to be in games. Well, hell, we're in them, and now we can win them. So uh, let's just keep. Keep positivity. Let's keep it going. And uh, great job, y'all do. And, and y'all, y'all take care of Shirley. Uh, she's having kind of rough there. Uh, and uh, go Pirates. And uh, let's, we'll see y'all at Temple. All right. Thank you, Kenny. Uh, yeah, you callers be nice to uh, Shirley tonight, too. She is under the weather fighting through it for us here on the fifth quarter. I hope I'm not repeating anything right now, but uh, there was a official attendance for students. 10,216 students showed up tonight. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Uh, thank you, Kenny. Let's go next to David in Farmville. Hello, David. Hey. Hey. Good evening, guys. Hello. Real, real quick, I just got a – kudos to Monica. Um, I tell you what, she must write out her comments because there is no way she's pulling that off the cuff. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, I, I just kudos to her because I think she's taking every point that I could possibly think of to comment about. Uh, great game. 
thank gosh we got a good defense to bail us out. Um, offense played well, um, but we still just shoot ourselves in the foot way too many times. Uh, I think the guys are trying and learning how to finish. Uh, I like the way the game ended. Um, feel really good. I'm going to go with the caller earlier. Uh, I think ECU is going to beat Cincinnati. They're going to roll in here undefeated, and that's going to be the turning point for this program. I think the guys are learning how to win. Uh, they're slowly getting there. Uh, you can see it on the field. We've got the talent. we just got to be more consistent with it. Um, I appreciate you guys letting me get on. But, again, Monica, you spend way too much time writing out your comments. Just play it from the hip. All right. Enjoy the guys. I mean, it's not a freestyle contest. In fact, it'd probably be a lot better if people did write down their thoughts <laughs> before they called in. Or maybe we keep people to a minute limit. How about that? A shot clock? Shot if you're clock. going there good, you. you can go over. But uh, uh, usually it's the people say, all right, I only got one thing to say. Those are the ones yeah, that last yeah. like seven minutes. Yeah. And I got one more thing. <laughs> got, got, got one more thing to, to say. All right, Ashley, Johnny D, and Zach, hang on. We uh, have no more open lines because that one just got filled. 317-1250. Taking your calls late into the evening on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. We'll take a timeout. Come back and have more for you after... Take a break. After this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. Aaron Rodgers looks home. Now with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. Yeah, uh, Billy has some thoughts about Aaron Rodgers. We'll get to those in just a few minutes. As uh, the Packers look like they're going to survive the Arizona Cardinals 24-21 is that score with about 12 seconds left to go in the game. The only other college football game that was uh, taking place tonight was Coastal Carolina. They beat Troy 35-28. to And uh, taking a quick look at your NBA scores from uh, earlier today, uh, one game still going on with 451 in the third quarter. It is the Warriors leading the Grizzlies by 5, 68-63. Steph Curry putting on a show for Golden State in that game. That's a look at your Buck scoreboard brought to you by The Buck. The place to be this weekend for all the Halloween fun is The Buck. Come get bucked up in your best Halloween costume for the biggest Halloween extravaganza in Greenville. Saturday and Sunday, The Buck will be having a costume contest, live music, and a balloon drop at the end of each night with over $500 worth of cash and prizes. Come in your best costume this weekend to The Buck. Check them out on Instagram or Facebook for more information. Now let's head back in to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Great job, Shirley Rhodes, fighting through. <sighs> Billy Weaver here. Which Weave, if, look you, at him. if you had longer hair in the back, I, yeah, I'd look you could pull too. in Aaron Rodgers <laughs> with the beard. Oh, you too. I know. I mean, it's kind of similar. Uh, we're a homely-looking bunch. We're very similar. What a wild finish. Look, look at him. Does he not? He looks like Grizzly Adams. He looks a little rough around the he edges. Looks a little rough around the edges. But he's won now seven games in a row. Yeah. yeah. What's their record? Seven and one. Yeah, seven and one now. Uh what a wild! The Packers should have put it away. Had a million chances at the one yard line. Couldn't do it. Yeah. 
And then Kyler Murray takes the Cardinals from the one-yard line all the way to— Actually, the half-yard line. Yeah, inside the one to inside the Green Bay 20. Ten. Inside the 10. Were they, at, yeah, were they that close? The 10, yeah. And there was, what, 14, 16 seconds left, whatever. Uh-huh. Could have kicked a field goal to tie it, but yeah. I like it. They took a shot at the end zone. <coughs> Excuse me. Receiver had no idea the Apparently, ball Apparently, A.J. Green, first year there— Maybe didn't know the plays. Thought it, it was a just not on the play. same play on the same uh, page. And uh, Murray throws it over there. It's picked off by the uh, corner, Razul Douglas, the former Panther, the finisher. And that's a win for me and the Big Man on Campus, Jeff Nadeau. If you listen to the Bud Light pregame tailgate earlier today. All right, we've three one seven twelve fifty. We'll get back to the calls. Bryce in Hollywood, Zach in Greenville, Johnny D, and we'll start with Ashley in washington hey ashley Flip, what's going on billy what's going on guys hey, man. well first of all this green bay game uh arizona was given six i'm glad green bay uh slipped out of that east carolina was given nine and a half it was a good day for me today hey i hear you hey, you know you know they always say good teams win great, great teams, teams cover, cover. Well, but listen, the reason why my call was earlier I was listening to a bunch of people moaning and groaning about people up in the suites. You know, I'm not at the uh, capacity or ability right now to want to have one of those suites, but I'd personally like to thank those people that have those suites that support the program monetarily, give their hard-earned dollars, they have names on stadiums. You know, there, there are certain type East Carolina needs these type of people. Why? Uh, a person told me a long time ago the worst word in the English language is jealousy. And I'd personally like to thank those people up in those suites because those are the people monetarily helping our program when a lot of people bitching and moaning and groaning haven't put Pirate Club golf tournaments together, have not put Pirate Club banquets together, and most of them really don't give $100 a year to the Pirate Club. So let's just let's just for a minute step back and thank those people that financially support this program, even the dark times when you know we're not winning, we're losing. These are the people that step up and support the community, support our program, and I think it's time to give some respect to those kind of people. Would I like to be sitting in a ten uh, ten uh, seat suite up there? Absolutely. Maybe one of these days I will. If Ashley Wooler hits the lottery. Guess what? There's going to be a uh, indoor practice facility from <laughs> university. Okay, but it, it's just time to get over that and let's pull together. It was a glorious victory for the Pirates tonight. I just don't understand the jealousy that's going on within our Pirate community. It's got to stop, Clip Billy. It's got to stop. Let's just let's just get. We want a bowl game. We want a bowl victory. Who cares who's sitting in the suite? when it's raining outside and i'm gonna leave it at that all right hey that's a good point too Thanks, you, you, you make a good point in the fact that those people up there and a lot of other people gave a lot of money to that when this program was down you gotta remember that that town bank tower was built during three and nine seasons so yeah three one seven twelve fifty. johnny d is up in wilmington what's up johnny Clip, come on, guys. Come on, guys. How besides you now? 
What do you say? Well, it was like Dad was missing in action last week, right? Oh. I, I don't I don't know what you're talking we about. We got a stranger in the room. I don't know what you're talking, talking about. A red team guy, your friend. <laughs> <laughs> a red team. You know, That's better than the blue team. Yeah, Johnny's an orange team guy. He's a Broncos oh, fan. An we got him this team. week. Right, y'all y'all got to come to 5280 on Sunday. I, I do have to say there's not an orange team in any level of football that I enjoy. Senior <laughs> 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 quarterback coming to the Mile High City. Yeah, we need to fire Von Miller and everybody. Hey, Johnny, <laughs> what happened when uh, Doug Williams got a hold of them Broncos back in the day? Oh, baby? yeah, yeah. Hurt our feelings. Oh, yeah, hurt our feelings. <laughs> Is that Timmy Smith? What did he do? <laughs> God, we are old. This is what, when your football team sucks, you talk about things that happened 35 years ago. Hey, hey, Cowboy fans do that all the time. That's true. Anyway, hey, man, uh, there's a lot of blame to go around. I'm so proud of the Pirates tonight. Uh, The play column's a little suspect at times. Uh, uh, You know, there was a third and six late in the game where we could have run the ball and we threw some kind of pass we shouldn't have thrown that didn't work, and we stopped the clock and had to punt it. We had uh, defensive backs that came up and, you know, called a guy deep in the backfield for a loss, and it was going to be a sexy play, but he just couldn't wrap the guy up, and then the guy spins out of that and ends up the thing. We're just a couple plays away from putting this whole thing together, so uh, I was really proud of the guys tonight. Uh you know, I'm kind of halfway joking, but, I mean, I, I wish we could find somebody that could kick a field goal. We got all that soccer in Greenville. You would think we could find somebody that could kick a field goal that wouldn't hit the Arby's drive-thru on 10th Street, you know, during the game. But, anyway, uh, glad Billy's back on the payroll. I told you to give Shirley a raise. She's sick tonight. And uh, y'all got the best coverage out there. Go Pirate Radio. All right, Johnny. All right, so. Thank you, bud. All right, Johnny D in Wilmington, 317-1250. Um, let's go to Zach in Greenville next. Hey, Zach. Hey, guys. Uh, Clip, I took it easy on you last week. I knew it was a late night for you and a long day, so I tried not to call last week. Uh, I hope you're you're thankful for it. Go Braves. Uh, shout out to my boy Travis. He's a big Packers fan, so he's happy about that. We're on the way back to Raleigh. But a um, couple things tonight. Uh, we should expect to win this game. I uh, called a few weeks ago and said, you know, yeah, we can make some mistakes and get away with it against teams like USF. But um, the last couple of years, you know, this is a, a, a game that, you know, we would have made closer than it should have been or, you know, we, we would have lost it as it was two years ago, the last, uh, I guess it was the last away game that USF lost, which is kind of embarrassing, as my fiance pointed out. But anyways, um, just a few things that i like to point out. Holton, thank God you ran it tonight. Good things happen whenever he adds that dimension into the game. He had 78 yards, which, I mean, it's not an extreme number, but the fact that he's willing to pull the ball down 11 times and run the ball, that sucks the defense up, that middle layer up, and opens up so much for our receivers. And I hope that he sees the success that he had with that. Um, Very proud of him there. I do wish we would have played Mason at least some. I do really think that we could be in jeopardy of losing him to a team like South Carolina, who is in desperate need of a quarterback. He is from South Carolina. Very concerned about that, to be honest with you. Um, But also that fourth down play, uh, fourth and one at the goal line, don't make it a, a pretty game. Football is not a pretty game. Send all your big boys out there. Don't try and make it cute. Put your 
put Holton under center, let him run the ball. We got blown off the ball, and it was bad. And again, you can get away with that against teams like USF, against teams like Temple next week. Um, but you know, against the big boys, you have to have that stuff right. And you just can't make it pretty. You have to go out there. And it's an ugly game sometimes. Go out there, get dirty, make it happen. Very happy that we were able to come back tonight. Guys, uh, have a good night. Um, I'll see you next week. Go Pirates. All right, Zach. Thanks for the call tonight. 317-1250. We'll keep it rolling with Bryce in Hollywood. What's up, Bryce? Hey, guys. I'm glad a, a, a night ended before I was too drunk to call. Um, <laughs> well, it's still early in your neck of the woods. Yeah, huh? yeah I, I'm just getting I'm just warmed up here. Um, you know, so I want to uh, big shout out to my boy Ashley Willard, we're fraternity brothers, and I'm right there with your brother when I when my uh, crypto hits. Uh, I'll put in on that uh, indoor practice facility as long as I can hook up a personal kegerator. Um, so my uh, three MVPs today are one Shirley Rhodes for coming in hurt. Uh, I, man, bless her heart. Um, Holt Mailers and Tegan Wilk. Uh, and you know, I'm not sure if you guys watch Ted Lasso or not. I think Shirley does. But um, they have this thing where they have uh, this great, great sports soccer show on uh, football show on, on Apple TV. And they have this star player named Jamie Tart, and he he's trying to become like a better person, but he's playing much more demure. And so they finally tell him, they say, you know, you know, you're best when you play like an a hole. And they give him this sign, like, well, when am I supposed to do that? I'm supposed to do that? And they say, well, we'll give you a sign. And they all, all three coaches give him the middle finger, and he starts doing it. That's what Holton did today. <laughs> when he plays like that, I'm not sure if you saw one of the last plays of the game, that last first down, he was a lead blocker and knocking out DBs. I mean, he was lowering his shoulder and doing that. He was, and other than that, that fumble, which was just a bloom play, he played like you know the 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 the, the BDE man that he is, uh, and uh, so him and then watching Keegan T- T- Wilk you know just fly all over the place get that pick, man that's how you put it together that's swagger baby uh, and I love when our Pirates play with swagger I just hope we do not look look over uh, Temple and uh, gonna enjoy this tonight and toast one to the Pirates in here here in Hollywood. All right, Bryce, uh, a couple of things, and the previous caller hit on it, and he talked about Holden as well. Uh, Holden made a decision to run on a what, third and long, second and long, yeah, and, and had yeah. a long game for first down. But also, as you pointed out, we have a lot of designed runs. Yeah. That comes from the play calling and, and getting him involved in the running game. Looked like there might have been some run pass options as well but it was great to see him uh using the legs tonight yeah like you said there were some uh there were some plays that were called and designed for him to run so you know for the people that said the, the play calling is still bad um you're you have your you know a right to your opinion in that way but you do have to admit that at least now there is some play calling for Holton design runs, and that's what we've all been screaming about the last what seven games of the, the first seven games of the season. We we're saying let's let's see Holton do what he does best. I mean, look at this: Holton Aylers eleven uh, carries for seventy eight yards. He was averaging seven point one yards per carry. I mean, th- that keeps you out of those third and long situations. Yeah, and and I, I, that's that's awesome. And no interceptions tonight. The second second game in a row for for Holton with no interceptions. All right, 317-1250. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. LJ, Kevin, Colin, we'll get to your calls when we return on a victorious edition of the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. Back with you after this.
You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. All righty, back with you on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Clip Brock and Billy Weaver alongside Weave. Any shout-outs tonight? Yeah, yeah. I had a young lady, a South Central High School uh, basketball and soccer player, come over to uh, Brown and Wood today at the car dealership, and she recognized me and was so sweet. And, uh, you know, I told her I'd say hi to her on the radio show tonight. And so, Kayla Friend, how you doing, girl? How you doing? How you? <laughs> how you, how do? you doing? <laughs> uh, we'll have our Brown and Wood drive of the game coming up later. In the I show. think we know what the drive of the game is. We talked about it during the That's game right. itself. The game, and it noticed that was probably the drive of the game. We'll uh, talk about that later on in the program. Right now, we have to take your calls because they're coming in hot and heavy. Kevin, LJ, Kevin, hang on. Let's go to Colin in Raleigh. Hey, Colin. Hey, how's it going, man? Doing good. Hey, man. Um, so, big fan of the show. I listen to y'all every week. I just have a couple questions and um, things to point out. So, first thing, man, um, the offense. What about Holton running, man? Where does this come from? Um, I like his running. He's always done real well. To be honest with you, I watched him in high school, man. He, he did real well. Um, third thing, fans. Students showed out. Um, I understand the rain. They everybody left. Can't blame them. Um, you know, <laughs> nobody wants to be in rain that long. Uh, I just want to ask what y'all thought about Holton's running game and um, students and fans, uh, as well as uh, all right. Thank you, win. Thanks, Colin. Um, look, Holton has answered questions the past two games of why in that situation did you not take off and run the football and it's a split second decision yeah. that a quarterback has to make he didn't make it in those games and after the fact all he could say was i should have ran the ball right and it's on me and that, that's the thing is is you like to see when a guy says you know what that's on me and he goes out and he fixes and it. he did it tonight he did it tonight. and credit to donnie kirkpatrick and the play caller yeah, as much heat as for he the takes. design runs absolutely because so. there was no question that a few of those runs by holton were designed runs we've said it callers have said it everybody said it, it holton is not at his best when he's just a pocket passer right he's got to be an athlete he's got to run well and that's what he's done all of his career you know i'd mentioned this we, we've talked about this at nauseum all all year is that you know I've, I've watched this guy play from his freshman season at dh conley high school and he's always been that type of guy he's always been the type of guy that really is is one of those guys and we've seen we've seen these guys throughout football forever guys that have um uh, they they just they just don't worry about their bodies. They go out there and they give it all they have. And if they go out there and they get hurt, they play hurt and they play through it. We've seen Holton do it. And it's nice to see him go out there and not hesitate and just go out there and play football. And I and I love to see it. And that, that's what I was getting at. I'd love to see it. I was just curious about the change tonight. It was so much different from the rest of the season. I love to see it because it gives the issues offense such more – of a dynamic than we've had all year, but also leaving leaving the holding thing alone. Um, the defense, man, we're we're some dogs. I love to see it. I love to see it, and I'm leave it at that as well as um, what y'all's overview of the overall 
expected win. I'm sorry. I haven't listened to the Colin show tonight yet. I just wanted to get a couple things out there. All right. Thanks, Colin. Uh, I guess he means the rest of the way. Yeah. Uh, I think they got a great chance against Temple. I feel the same way about Temple as I did this game. Uh, South Florida took it to Temple. Not that that means a ton, but uh, the team ECU beat tonight beat Temple rather easily. So, uh, we sh- should be able to take care of business at home again next Saturday. Memphis is a lot more winnable now than it was when the schedule oh, came yeah. out. Absolutely. And then Navy's a bit down this year, but talked about how tough that is. We playing that triple option. So, uh, these next three games, very winnable for the Pirates, uh, and, and are going to be tight games probably in the second half. Like they've all been in conference yeah. play. Well, absolutely, and it's much easier to win two of your next three games because, of course, you know we're not saying that East Carolina cannot beat Cincinnati. That's obviously going to be a very, very tall task. That would be a huge upset. That would be kind of a storm the field type of win at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium if it came down to that. Because right now Cincinnati's number two in the country. Uh, they're undefeated. They could well be number one when they come into Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. So obviously we're not discounting that game, but realistically you got to look at the next two games. It's much easier to win two of the next three than it was three of the next four before tonight's game. So this was a huge win for East Carolina. Pirates will probably be like a two-touchdown favorite over Temple. Yeah, At Memphis, they'll be an underdog, but not by much. Maybe three, if I had to guess right now, depending on how well they play against Temple. Navy, I don't know. Uh, ECU might actually be favored by a little bit on the road, depending on what Navy does between now and then. Yeah. And then Cincinnati. Just that triple option always worries me. Yeah, oh, no doubt. Uh, hadn't beat them since 2011. Well, you know what? And, and I didn't realize this until tonight's broadcast that um, South Florida had never lost to East Carolina in Greenville. That's right. So we got that uh, monkey off the back tonight. All right, let's go next to Kevin in Charlotte. Hey, Kevin. Kevin. Kevo. LJ is up in Texas. Hello, LJ. How you doing there, Zip? Doing great. Nice to see you there. Uh, old Billy's back here. It's almost 12 o'clock. He's been turning this <laughs> I told Billy that this guy named LJ in Texas called last week, and he's got the awesome, most awesome voice, and you got to show up for the show so you can hear it this I week. I know. So here we go. There you go. Well, good evening to you guys. Uh, well, I had my triple Bs going on tonight. I had my boots on, my Bud Light, and I was in my backyard, so... There you go. I like it. The I like it. Bees. Yeah, but uh, it's a it's a wonderful game. But uh, what I want to say, I'm not going to start. Well, I'm not going to even be negative tonight because I could go on a whole rant about a whole bunch of things. But in this type of monsoon weather that we had, uh, to only have three turnovers uh, is a miracle. Um, the defense, I just don't understand it. There's somebody new every week um, that we get to name. And um, I tell you what, they're playing lights out. And they're playing. My charge for the defense is to keep what you're doing and score because I think we're going to need a defense to score later on this year because, uh, again, I don't want to go negative on the on the offense, but. We've got to do better. and um, But tonight was not a bad night for Holt. Uh, when you add his 75 yards and you add another 75 yards of Raji and you add another 75 yards of Keaton, shoot, we're at uh, 
225 yards worth of rushing. And uh, that's that's a damn good night. Uh, but the caller head said that we do add another dimension when he does run. Because now you have to respect it. And that's something that he hadn't been doing in the past. And kudos to him for doing it tonight. Donnie, for uh, for for the play calls. Uh, I love it. I'm glad that we're back to 500. And I agree with the call ahead of us that uh, Cincinnati is not a tall order. Cincinnati puts their pants legs on one leg at a time, just like we do. And with the amount of depth and uh, people that we have, playmakers that are on defense, it's not a tall task. All we have to do is get the offense going. And uh, Cincinnati will be going home well. As a stuffed turkey, that's all I could say. LJ, good stuff, man. Thanks for checking us out tonight in Texas. Appreciate you guys. All right, there, the triple B's: boots, Bud Light, backyard. There you go. That's how you uh, win football games. Boots, beer, and backyard. I like it. You know what? Everybody's giving a lot of kudos to the defense, and, and well deserved. I think the offense is starting to play a little bit better. The defense has played so much better since that. Uh, Charleston Southern game when they gave up 526 total yards of of offense to Charleston Southern. The four games, including tonight, since then, the defense has just been outstanding. And during those games, I think the offense has progressed just a little bit. It's not advancing as much as the defense. Let's see it happen. That's what I'm saying. Now, that's what I'm saying. If the defense can continue to do what they are doing and the offense can continue to, 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 to take little strides and get a little bit better each week i was i was impressed with absolutely actually the first play call of the game the deep pass to uh uh to cj and then later on in the game when they made that stop on fourth down they went back to that again throwing from basically the goal line and cj had two big plays and that was like a 40 yard gain those are plays you know play calling that we haven't seen earlier in the season so kudos for that and and to some of the the wide receivers for making good catches omatosho made that one over his head where he just muscled that ball against uh the db and so kudos to some of the receivers for making some big catches and a play that I noticed and, and hadn't brought up, but on the uh, Aylers dropping the bucket to oh, it was Auden, beautiful pass. Uh, MVP of that play, Rajay Harris, just cleaning up yep. on a uh, blitz pickup. Yep. Guy had a free run at Holton. Uh, Rajay did his job on that play, and then Aylers executed. Audi executed beautiful play. Yeah, and it was on a wheel route too. It was uh, that's a tough play to make. All right, uh, let's get one more before we take a timeout. Kevin's up in Burlington. Hey, Kevin. Hey, fellas, how y'all doing? Doing great, man. Hey, uh, first and foremost, I always start out my calls by thanking y'all for the forum and thanking y'all for the outlet. God bless Shirley Rhodes, and I'm going to tell you, Shirley, I hope you get to feeling better soon. You sound like you just don't feel well. Um, I'm pretty much going to piggyback on pretty much everything that's already been said. I was proud to see. I've been calling for weeks. Wondering why Holton ain't running the ball, and then all of a sudden tonight, what happened? He started running the ball, and it opened up a whole new dimension to our offense um, and our defense. And I've been saying it. I haven't seen a defense this good since, like, 2008. Um, They make plays. They get turnovers. They get stops. 
Um, they play with so much heart. Um, I also want to give kudos to our student section. Um, that was impressive, given the weather. I can understand why some of the other um, older alumni crowd did not show up. I was unable to be there because I've got to work tomorrow, and you know I've got a three-hour drive, and you know, I mean, I wouldn't get home till like one o'clock in the morning, you know. And then it was also you know weather-related. Um, so kudos to the fans that showed up. Um, and I also wanted to piggyback on one of the other callers that's, you know, people seem to be jealous of the people that were up in the towers. Shoot, if I paid all that money, I'd be up in the towers too. Um, so why are you going to get mad at somebody for, you know, being up there? I have no idea. Um, but I do want to say one thing. Um, Mike Houston has a history from Lenore Ryan to the Citadel, and to James Madison, to here. And there is one thing that was in common with all of those programs, including us. They weren't very good. He turned all of them around in year three. Lenore Ryan, the Citadel, and James Madison turned them all around in year three. And what year are we sitting in right now? I do not understand some of the negative comments that are on social media, some of our ECU football pages and that kind of stuff, uh, some of our callers that is calling into the show, where you, I can see, I don't understand why they can't see what I see. This team has improved since game one um, of, of this year, and they continue to improve each week. They have continued to improve each year. And I have a feeling we're going to take out Cincinnati. They're going to be undefeated. They're going to be coming in. They're going to be looking at, you know, going to the playoff or whatever. I think they're going to underestimate us, and I think we're going to smack them in the mouth. That's just me personally. So, anyway, I just, uh, like I said, wanted to thank you all for everything you do. Go Braves. Go Pirates. And uh, tonight was a great, great night. All right, Kevin. Thank you for your call. Um, uh, James Madison was was really good when Houston yeah. got there, but I'm not going to argue all those points. Mike Houston is a winner, regardless of how it was when he got there. I think he did build uh, the other two programs. Oh yeah, absolutely. But, so, Citadel uh, and Lenore Ryan. And everybody, you can. I, I'm not saying I'm right, and I'm not saying you're wrong. Uh, Cincinnati is elite. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't want you to get your hopes too high, um, and and they come in and win by forty. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but but it could happen. A lot of uh, we got a lot of callers who all of a sudden, after this win over South Florida, are saying East Carolina is going to take down the big bad Bearcats. We got a lot of games left to go before then. Yeah. So, but just uh, hold your horses. Well, look, it, it just goes to show you that will, winning builds confidence, yeah. and you just hope that the continued winning builds confidence for the football team. You win tonight, you win against Temple, you don't know what that can do for the confidence of a football team, especially a team that hasn't been to a bowl game since 2014. They win against Temple, you're one win away from your goal for the season in year number three of Mike Houston. That's going to be huge, so you never know what the the momentum they could ride from that. So, I, you know, like I said, winning breeds confidence and that's wonderful um and who knows 
That's Brian, why you lace them up. Yeah. And Brian says, I wouldn't call Cincy elite. Again, we all have different opinions, and uh, they're a really good football team. Well, they're not an elite program. They are elite this year. In 2021, yes, number two in the nation. Yeah. Josh says, Pirates 100, Bearcats 0. I'm with you, Josh. Okay. Uh, 317-1250. <coughs> Cough break. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back. B. Pays, Julian, and Gary in Gastonia is up next when we return on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter College Show after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. All righty, back with you on the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Call-In Show. Clip Brock, Billy Weaver, Shirley Rhodes playing hurt, taking your calls. Chandler Honeycutt producing as well. Thanks to Tiebreakers for the awesome postgame food. Go check them out on Friday for some college football and some Braves Astros. Saturday, full slate of college football and more baseball. And then, of course, NFL Sunday and Braves Astros going on this weekend so uh, a lot of great sport great time of the year last week we've was the and we didn't have it tonight just because no major league baseball but last thursday nba mm-hmm. uh nfl nhl yep. mlb all at the same time yep. with college football thrown in Crazy. and some other stuff so yeah. great time of the sports year tiebreakers the place to be to check out all the action all right lucky b pays and julian hang on we go next to gary in Gastonia. Hello, Gary. This isn't Gary, is it? Listen, I got one point and one point to make only tonight. The Pirates are going to the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is our old uh, buddy, our intern Atticus. Who slipped through the cracks? This is Gary from Gastonia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gary, go ahead with your call. I got excited, man. Listen, yeah, got one point tonight. One point to make tonight, and one point to make tonight only. There's not a force on this planet strong enough to deny the Pirates from what's rightfully theirs: the Myrtle Beach Bowl in South Carolina. That bowl game was invented for the East Carolina Pirates to participate in, not only to participate in, but to dominate. The Pirates are marching to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina at the end of the regular season, going in there, curb stomping whoever they play, and taking what's rightfully theirs. And with that, I'm logging off. See you later, Braves and Six. No, wait, wait, wait. Don't log off. Don't log off yet. Wait. I got to have an opponent. Is he still there? I think he might drop. Oh, I wanted an opponent so bad. Atticus. Who's East Carolina playing in the Myrtle Beach Bowl? There's been multiple projections this year. No, nah, I don't want to hear projections. Who are we playing? Oh, I mean, wow, Weave is no. Really I'm just, I'm just, no, no, no. I'm saying who would be like, you know, in multiple projections, it was Coastal Carolina. It's yeah, uh, probably I mean, going to be Sun Belt, I guess, right? Yeah. Like who would who would be good? At, yeah, I guess Coastal would be good. Like, I, well, App would be good, but we already played them, so I don't want to play them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just thinking of Louisiana. like what would be a cool matchup for that for East Carolina. Clemson sucks. Oh, they could you imagine? Make the Myrtle Beach Bowl. We can hey, have wait, a hey, rematch of the would, R&R Carriers would Bowl. Clemson, yeah, would, would Clemson accept that invitation? <laughs> Probably not. I bet they wouldn't. I bet they wouldn't. <laughs> I bet they're, I bet they're so far up there 
that they're like, nah, we're not going to take that. Clip, sorry to get your hopes out. We knew that was Atticus the whole time. And, <laughs> and whenever you closed the door, you were so excited. I remember telling Sure, I was like, I feel so bad. He's so excited to talk to Gary and Gaston. I couldn't wait to ask him what he thought when Morgan Ayler's big head was all over the TV uh, during the game. Look, Gary, Larry, whoever you are, if you're uh, tuning in, how about calling in? We want to hear your thoughts. Yes, and I promise not to curse or yell tonight. I'm not even in the mood. No S-bombs. No. All right, Julian is up next in Greenville. Hey, Julian. Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing good. Good, man. Hey, just want to shout out you guys for all you do for Pirate Football and Troy D and the boys. Uh, appreciate everything. Thank you. Well, uh, guys, I think we played well. I think the defense made some strides. Uh, we looked good. Um, had a little bit of love-hate relationship there with Fleming, um, but the kid turned it around and made a play. Um, I think the offense looked good. Um I think uh, Ehlers has made some strides the last few weeks. Um, still would like to see a little more improvement on some of those easy throws, um, but I think he's headed in the right direction. Um, and also, I just want to say, man, I think we got a ball coach. Um, I love Coach Houston. I just love what he's built here. Um, and I'm just super excited for the future, man. I, I think he's just really got this team behind him. And I just think there's nothing but great things for this program headed forward. And uh, one one other thing, I wanted to hear y'all's thoughts on the new conference with these teams added. Um, and I just wanted to give a shout-out to Brian Bailey, too. I mean, that man, I don't know if the cameras called it, but there was one big play, and he I've never seen someone with a camera run as fast as that man ran down the sidelines. It was incredible. <laughs> Are you sure we're talking about the same guy? I want to see video of that. I want to see that. I want to see, I want to see that video. I, I'm telling you. He was hauling. I'm telling. <laughs> <laughs> he was hauling. Oh man! Just telling you, do, do not be surprised if that man's on a jet to Tampa Bay on Monday. I'm just telling you. <laughs> that was something else. All right. Shout out to shout out to him. But thank you guys. Seriously. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Julian. Oh, oh I gotta get I gotta that. get the Bailey story now from the horse's mouth. Because you know he's going to have a good story about it. If Bailey was sprinting down the sidelines with a camera, you know there's a story about it. There's something, there's something very interesting there. Um, real quick, the uh, Facebook chat kind of sometimes takes a show of its own. Um, right now, for some reason, they're talking about the Hail Mary loss to UCF. Why they're talking about that after this win, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, but Ashley wants to give a shout-out to Barton. And I'll do that in honor of Shirley Rhodes, who is a Barton grad. Uh, but he had mentioned in the chat that uh, Barton now playing football and just said it was great to have another school around here for oh, yeah. guys. That, and he mentioned you, Bill, that you covered in high school to have oh, yeah. an opportunity to play college football. And that's the thing. Barton College has got tons of local kids over there playing, to given, given those guys that may not have an opportunity, especially here in state, to play football and have their families come see them. And Barton's, man, their, their facilities are up there are beautiful. And Shirley, you were going to go to the game. Are you going to make it? Uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> There's your answer right there. I have tickets it depends on how i feel tomorrow i think you'll be good 48 hours from now yeah that was was such a belichick answer (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, no, I I plan on still going. I mean, I pay for the tickets. I can't get the money back. Hey, so. but aren't tickets like 15, 20 bucks? They're they're relatively inexpensive, right? Yeah, they're fifteen bucks a piece. Yeah, that's and awesome. uh right up the road. But I had been wanting to see them play football and uh because they didn't have a football <laughs> team when I was at Barton. Right. And uh so I wanted to go but it just with timing and the season and everything, I couldn't make it work. But this year, because it just so happens we have a Thursday night game. They have a Saturday game. I'm going to go check them out. Are you going awesome. to be like Hugh Freeze uh, up in the press box <laughs> in Osville then? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, I'll be in the stand. <laughs> Shirley laid out <laughs> watching the game. No, that was me earlier. Uh, yeah, you were Larry Bird on the bench stretching out the back wow. earlier. Uh, yeah, uh, I was. I was struggling. All right, B. Pays is up next in Raleigh. What's up, Pays? So first of all, LJ in Texas, he sounds like like the anchor man. Like he has many leather bound books, and his house smells of mahogany. Right now, he's the most interesting caller on the show. I'd, I'd love to learn more about LJ in Texas, the world's most interesting man. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Very interesting. laughs> I, I don't always call in, but when I do, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's definitely yeah. Uh, shout out to my man, uh, Tip Hester. He's the coach of a bar. Now, I grew up in uh, Salisbury, North Carolina. He was the coach of Catawba College for a long time. So, Chip's a good guy. He'll get that. He'll do well with that program at, at Barton. He's a good guy. Um, he was actually uh, assistant under David Bennett. I don't know if you remember David Bennett. He was at Coastal Carolina. He oh, he's the um, we need dogs guy, right? Yeah, he's the we need dogs. Yeah, we don't need no more cats. We need, we need some we dogs. Need some dogs. Yeah. Yeah, David was the first Coastal Carolina coach. Uh, I think one of the first when they when they flipped over to football. So, uh, yeah, and let me tell you, we're going to the Military Bowl to play Louisville. That's what I feel. Louisville or one of the ACC teams at the Military Bowl in Annapolis. So I don't think the Navy's going to have enough uh, wins to get into a bowl game. So that would be a good trip to go to Annapolis. Um, those guys, uh, guys play well tonight. I tell you, Houghton would play a perfect game, in my opinion, that sometimes on the RPO, if he would just keep it instead of handing it off. I think sometimes he doesn't read it the correct way. But, he, I mean, the kid was a warrior tonight. It was a good win. Um, but I think that was the only thing. And, I, you know, on that fourth down at the end of the first half, you know, we had there was a timeout because they were viewing it. I just felt like our offense should have been ready to go. and We should have got up on that ball quicker. He started out a shotgun, then went to, you know, under the center. We should have just got up there, got in our center, and went at it before their defensive line had a chance to set. So, uh, good win for the Pirates, and I appreciate it, man. I'll talk to you all soon. All right, Pays. See you, man. There's B. Pays in Raleigh, 317-1250. We go next to Lucky in Greenville. Hello, Lucky. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, so I just want to say a couple things. So, you know, I hear everybody on here bashing. Hey, we could have done this better, could have done that better. Guess what? Win the football game. That's the most important thing. Win the football game. We go back, you know, a year, two years from now. All we asked from our guys was, hey, hey, just see what it feels like to win a football game. And I think we finally got to the point where we see what it feels like to win a football game. And the future of Pirate football, you know, I don't think looks any better than it does right now. I mean, we got a good group of guys coming back next year that knows what it feels like 
to lose close games and knows what it feels like to win. And we hadn't had that in a few years. But uh, like your boy Addison said, I just want to go ahead and go ahead and lock it in with your boy Addison. But uh, I think we beat we beat Temple next week. Then I think we beat Memphis. Uh, I think we're going to play Navy tight. They're going to scare us a little bit. Uh, we might win by a touchdown. And then, you know, we go into Cincinnati. Uh, we're going to give Cincinnati all they can handle. And uh, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a high-scoring game, but they might win it. But so what? Even if they do win it, we go into it 7-5, and five, and we're going to play Coastal Carolina in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. And I will be in attendance, and I know everybody else will be in attendance, and I cannot wait for it. All right. Sounds good, Lucky. Appreciate the call, man. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, 317-1250. Was that tonight? Uh, it appears uh, ECU football tweeted out 30 minutes ago. Looks like a locker room celebration. The, yeah, the he's cra- got rain the, gear on. The uh, team's into it. The coach Houston's into it. And Harold Varner third yeah. seems to be into it as well. Yeah, that looks like tonight. It looks like he's got a rain jacket on. So uh, pretty cool. cool to get HV3 involved in the yeah. – victory festivities i'll tell you what these guys know how to celebrate a win they do they do uh looking forward to hearing what mike houston had to say to the guys in the locker room uh get a call in charlie uh let's go to tommy in wilmington hey tommy i'm on the way back to wilmington but anyway uh, morning gentlemen um i'm glad to see this show is a little more north and south this evening last weekend got a little bit of sideways and um so the show tonight is, like I said, going a little more north and south. So I'm glad to hear that or see that. Um, I said I talked to people before the game, and I said if somehow we win tonight, because uh, I knew coming off a couple of tough losses, UCF, and especially last weekend, both of them were tough losses. Tonight may be a little tougher than we thought to win. We win. We win. We're four. We win four games in a row, and have Cincinnati to have Thanksgiving here anyway. Don't want to get ahead of myself, but um, next week I think we beat Temple fairly easily. I think that's probably the, maybe the curse of death for me to say that, but uh, I think there's we should easily win that game. I think Memphis at Memphis is going to be a little tougher, and Navy at Navy may be a little tougher, but they're both bad on the back end. Both of them are. Memphis is maybe a little tougher to win, but Navy is one of those games where I think we're – we're good enough on the back end of Navy to to beat them because, you know, they're going to run it, run it, run it. We can uh, play a little more man on the back end now and put enough people up on the line of scrimmage to stop them enough times to outscore them and win. And we at least go 6-6. Six six. But I said before the game tonight that if we win tonight, we're 7-4 and four playing Cincinnati, and I still believe that. And, and, on, and give them one hell of a damn game on the day after Thanksgiving. But anyway, 6-6 six six is fine with me because I want to go to a bowl game anywhere, anywhere. Last game, last bowl game was in uh, Birmingham in 2014, and I was there, and I saw a heartbreaking loss to Florida, and it's hard to believe it's been that long since we've been to a bowl game, and I don't care. I just want to go 6-6, six and six, and I want to go to a bowl game. But one of the reasons I've hung on and stayed on so long is because I've lost your radio on the way back, and I get to listen to it on the phone on the way back. <laughs> All right. There you go. Good deal, uh, Tommy. Well, uh, thanks for checking us uh, out tonight. We appreciate it, bud. Yeah, man. You guys do a great job, and I appreciate it very much. Thank I, you, sir. Sincerely. You guys uh, have a great day. All right, All right man. You, you too now.
There's uh, Johnny on the That's way right. back That's right. It is a great day now. Yeah, it is. It's Happy Friday. That's right. To uh, you peoples. Yeah, and you know what? I, I would take another trip to Birmingham. Birmingham was not my favorite place to go to a bowl game, and, and especially Legion Field in Birmingham is not a great place for a game, but I'd take that this year. Oh, I'd, I'd take, take any bowl game. Whatever we can get, man. <laughs> Beef for Brady's. We made oh, fun yeah. of that in the we past. Made, we did. We did. What is Gallery Furniture? What, oh, yeah. I the GalleryFurniture.com bowl. Yeah. Whatever you got. Any dot com you can get. Oh, us. yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get one more before we take a break. Jonathan's up in Greenville. Hey, Jonathan. Jonathan. Gone. Hey, we have open lines for the first time tonight. 317-1250. If you want to jump in, now's the time to do it. We're back with more calls on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular Fifth Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, back with you. 317-1250 for the first time tonight. We have wide open lines. So if you want to get in and talk right away, you can do so uh, right now on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Tell you what, Weave, let's get to our Brown and Wood drive of the game. Brought to you by Brown and Wood, serving the Pirate Nation in Eastern North Carolina for over 80 years. Brown and Wood has four brands, three generations, two showrooms, one goal, and one weaver. That one goal is that you leave a happy customer every time brown and wood on greenville boulevard greenville online brown and wood auto.com and we've uh when this drive happened during the game we looked at each other and said that's our drive of the yep. game uh first drive of the third quarter pirates did a few things tonight that good teams do you know hold serve at home yeah um strong defensive performance smothered them in the second half but scoring right to start the third quarter getting the ball and scoring down 14 to 6 that was huge and uh, 11 plays, 57 yards, ended with a beautiful touchdown. Yeah, and it started with a great kick return from Tyler Snead, who wasn't really involved in the passing game a whole lot. It was more Omotosho, and it was more C.J. Johnson tonight. After a fumble, too. Right, after Snead he had returned. Yeah, and, and that was a pretty good stick on the on the fumble, too, that he had had. But, uh, you know, still had some confidence. He got out to about the 43-yard line, I think it was. They went 11 plays, 57 yards in about four and a half minutes, and then Omotosho at the back end of that made a beautiful – I mean, it was a, it was a great it was a great route a great pass um and you had mentioned rajay rajay with a great block big block i mean everything happened the way you draw it up yep and and you know what as far as an offensive coordinator and donnie kirkpatrick he's going to look at that film uh tomorrow afternoon and he's going to say man that's what we need to do that everybody does their job right when everybody does their job this is what should happen and this is what happened and a uh, great candidate for the Brown and Wood drive of the game uh, is another one we brought up, Weave, the 10-play, 80-yard drive. Not necessarily to ice it, because there was still a lot of time left. But you felt like that iced it. But it was nice to get a double-digit, yeah, uh, a two-score yeah. lead. Uh, and they were able to do that with a Keaton Mitchell 25-yard uh, touchdown run, as uh, Chandler was saying. And, and everybody, uh, he's about to it's break about one. about to break one, He's yeah. about to break one. Yeah. And that's not a 75 or 80 yard run, but at that time, that 25 yard run, it was like, okay, once he gets into the second level, nobody's going to catch him. If if they were on the 25 yard line, that would have been a 75 yard run. Yeah. Because nobody would catch him. It was 25 because that's the max. Because that's the max. That's that's right. He couldn't go go any further. And I kept saying that because there were so many times where he was a shoestring away from breaking one because it was one of those where he goes off the left tackle and then bounces it like even more outside. And then it's just, you know, the rest is history. But, you know, he uh, either got 
you know, tied up with the shoestring or the turf monster got him. I said, it's going to happen. It was from 25 yards out, but nonetheless, he punches it in. And uh, did we dethrone the queen tonight in our fantasy? Uh, I'm going to say Keaton Mitchell beat Tyler Sneed tonight. Did anybody, ah. did anybody pick Omotosho? Nah. Because see, I was we gonna, went with the running backs. I know. I was going to go Omotosho if we. What, what was Harris's final stat line? Let's see. Harris had three catches, 13 yards, so that'll get him some points. He had 100 yards and a touchdown. Crap. Yes, sir. Keaton had one catch. Dang it. Yeah, you won with Roger. Let's Rajay. go, baby. <coughs> I didn't realize Rajay Harris not Raji, had, uh, It's not Rajay. It's Rajay. 100 yards and a touchdown for Rajay so Harris. So it's not Raji, Raja, or Raja. It's Rajay. And he was damn right it is. (laughs) (laughs) And he is a fantasy winner tonight. Yeah. All right, uh, Jay, hang on. We have a couple open lines through and seven twelve fifty. Let's go to Johnny in Wilmington. Hey, Johnny. Clip, man. I got to call you and my boy back, man. You guys are pretty intelligent guys. Look, I just want to throw something out to you guys. Uh, What is your takeaway of the season so far? Uh, I mean, how would you grade the Pirates? And you know, Billy Weaver. I mean. I mean, you've been around in sports your whole life as well. I mean, what are we lacking? Is it the offensive, offensive line? Yeah. Is it, I mean, just tell me some things on your thoughts, what we need to correct to get this thing. I mean, obviously tonight we had a great win, and uh, but I, I would just like to hear y'all's opinion, and I'll hang up. Well, what, what we need to fix uh, in y'all's opinion. We're down two and a half tackles right now. I say two and a half because Malavik out for the year. Uh, Vanderlyn, the transfer, is is out. And as Jeff Charles puts it, Noah Henderson's on a pitch count. Right. And I didn't. I don't count his snaps per game, and I didn't see what he did tonight uh, exactly play wise. But he is like kind of playing through pain at this point. So that anytime you lose three tackles, that's yeah. never good. Uh, I mean, O-line, which is so – they're playing their tails off, but just so, such a tough position. And the amount of times Ehlers has been sacked, what, 26 times going into tonight. Yeah. And uh, I can check and, and see. And guy hit a bunch tonight, too. Yeah. He took some, back some to back tough hits. Right to the midsection. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. We, if we were watching it. But, um, so, I mean, if you give me one thing, I would, I would go – with some of those uh, Big Ten offensive linemen. That'd be nice. Hey, you know what? I, I agree 100% because there's a direct correlation between <laughs> third down inefficiencies and not having a very efficient and very good offensive line because what happens is is you know you can throw the ball on first down or if you run the ball. When, when you're running the football and you're just getting back to the line of scrimmage, you're not getting two or three yards a pop. And you're not getting into those third and short situations, and you're consistently being in third and long situation. That leads to that 23% on third down conversions, and you just can't do that. And that's a direct correlation to the offensive line. So I think, you know, you've got playmakers on the outside. You've seen Omotosho and, and CJ, what they were able to do tonight. Everybody knows what Tyler Sneed can do. You got two very good running backs. Keaton Mitchell's your home run guy. Uh, you got Rajay, who's a, a, a ground and pound kind of guy. Holton, we've seen what he can do. I mean, tonight he, he surpassed 
David Garrard is number two on the all-time passing list in yardage, yeah. and, and only Shane Carden is ahead of him. The guy can throw for yards. He showed on the pass to Omatosho that he can drop it in the bucket. He has talent. He's shown that he can run. So with all those pieces to the puzzle, you got to look at the offensive line. If the offensive line was better, that offense would click a little bit better as well. And if we're being greedy, if you want to give me either the Conference USA Championship D-line um, with Linville, CJ, oh, yeah. Jay Ross, yeah. those guys, or the linebacking core of Quinn Cotton, Pierre Bell. Wow. Uh, I'll, I'll take that as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Jeremy Chambliss. <laughs> I mean, that defense, because the defense is playing good, but if you had a Linville clogging up stuff in the middle to go with your linebackers and McMillan right, and Wilk, right. those guys yeah. in the back end. But I mean, look, uh, for what they got right now, four and four light years better than where we've been uh, the last few seasons. And I tell you what, defensively in the back end, that's something we haven't seen at East Carolina in quite some time. You look at defensive inefficiencies for East Carolina over the years, it's always been in the secondary. This year, it seems like the secondary is so much stronger. Tonight, the guys playing in the secondary played great. Yeah. I mean, Malik Fleming's getting overshadowed by Jaquan McMillan. He has the pick six tonight. Right. And then uh, Damon Magazoo Jr. Right, right. Taking Will. (laughs) That's 2.0, baby. All right. uh, Let's go to Jay in Greenville next. What's up, Jay? Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Good. Good. Man, uh, I tell you what, just glad to get this win. Uh, You know, I know somebody said earlier this is the first time we've beat USF at home, but I mean, I remember first time these guys came into town and uh you know probably nobody respected them a whole lot and then they uh uh found a way to beat us uh and and so it's just been a thorn in our side now it seems like we've uh got the best of them last couple years and it was just good to to win a game we were supposed to win and uh anyway that was awesome um the uh i was kind of surprised they took the ball to start the game you know, uh, I was very surprised at that. I hadn't brought that up, uh, Jay, but with their offensive struggles, I, I yeah, I was curious. I was I was confused by that one too. Yeah, and as good as our defense has done, you kind of felt like you know, gosh, they they, they took their weakness against our strength and uh, decided to roll the dice right out of the gate. So uh, anyway, but. Hey, but hey, but kudos, kudos to them as well because if you remember, uh, I don't know if you listened to the uh, the pregame show, but I, and I know Clip's going to know where I'm going with this. But Stephen Igo had said something that if he run the first play, it would be play action. What did they run? Oh yeah, they, they ran did. the very first. They came play, out throwing. They came out throwing the football, and they came out running a very high up tempo offense, and I think it caught East Carolina on their heels Definitely. early on because I mean that's when you know of course the turnovers had something to do with that fourteen that fourteen point swing there. Uh, after East Carolina had scored, but they kind of caught East Carolina on their heels defensively early on, and then ECU settled in and played much better defensively the rest of the way. Yeah, you're right, because that first pass he threw that was incomplete was a little bit behind the receiver, but if he hits that guy in stride, it might have been a touchdown right out of the gate. So, uh, um, But yeah, um, kudos to the marketing department, man. They they did a great job, not only with the students, but... um, you know, just the the apps. I mean, I know there was a sparse crowd, the rain, and all that. But I hope they, um, I hope they bring that back and uh, the pirate lights and uh, you, you know have the little uh, trivia. Did y'all do the trivia? Uh, was it the trivia on the apps? 
Yeah. No, I didn't, but I did like the the light app. That was cool. And there's, a, I guess, there's a potential that we could see that again. Because, am I, am I correct in saying that the Cincinnati game is either a three or a seven o'clock game on yeah, the schedule on a Friday, three thirty, or either seven or seven o'clock? So, so that's potentially if that's a seven o'clock game, that would be cool, especially with Cincinnati in town, because you know you're going to have a great crowd, especially if East Carolina plays very well. Um, Hopefully after Thanksgiving, and I think it all is, is predicated on how well East Carolina plays in these next games, but I'd love to see a um, a near full Dowdy Ficklin Stadium with everybody using that app with the, the lights. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Well, i tell you what. I mean, winning, winning cures everything, and uh, winning tonight I think will help us have, you know, regardless of the weather, but hopefully we'll have good weather against Temple, but I think we'll have a, a great crowd uh, against Temple, and it just kind of sets the table for that. Um, but, uh, you know, another thing is, um, you know, I, I don't know if anybody's already said it, but, I mean, it's two straight shutouts in the second half for our defense. I mean, that's – I can't remember last time an ECU defense uh, has done something like that. Uh, I mean, it's, I guess, under Skip Holtz, and that crowd probably might have done that, but um, – you know, just pretty awesome. Uh, you know, I know Holton's had a lot of, uh, um, you know, he's t- taken a lot of hard uh, criticism and, um, you know, but just, uh, you know, I've, he'd had a great game tonight. I mean, really did. Um, I, I know everybody's talked about it before. Y'all talked about it. But getting him involved running, uh, yeah, you know, he's just a, such a better player uh, when he can do that. And, um you know, I was glad to see that happen. Uh, was a little bit confused at the end of the game. I mean, we, you know, we got we got like five minutes to go. We we looked like we had the game in hand. Uh, it just seems like it had been a good time to get Mason Garcia uh, to go over there and finish the game out. Uh, just hand the ball off, get the clock running, uh, and wind things down, even if they know what's coming. And instead, we kind of come out passing. We threw some incomplete passes. I mean, we had two trips out on the floor, on the uh, on the field, and uh, I was like, "Golly!" I mean, everybody's wet. The field's wet. Last thing we need to do is get somebody keep this game going and get somebody hurt. Um, and uh, you, you know, I don't know that that, that whole little Donnie Kirkpatrick gets me scratching my head sometimes, but. Uh, Anyway, I'll, I won't complain too much since we won. Um, but I had, you know, I tell you what, I mean, uh, two, other, two other things. I know. I, <laughs> All right, we, let's, uh, let's go, Jay. What you got? We have a ton of callers. But anyway, you know, a lot of people sit there and, and I hear people call and they say, well, you know, uh, four quarters. I, I wish we could just put it all together for four quarters, quarters of football. Or, But ECU, as long as I've been watching games, I think I can count one or two games that we've ever played four quarters of football. It's not going to happen. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a bad first half, or and we come back strong in the second half, or, or we come out hard and strong and then um, hold on at the end because uh, we can't finish. I mean, I think uh, uh, back when West Virginia was ranked and came in here, uh, that's probably the closest we've ever come to playing four solid quarters of football. Uh, they were just where, where it's just solid so um you know we struggled but we overcame it and i'm proud of these guys and and uh, i had a bunch of fraternity brothers in town that uh, honestly they're uh they, we text we talk during games uh they're huge pirate fans but they hadn't made it back to greenville 
in a while, and um, it was good. It was good. They got to come into Dowdy Ficklin and see a win and, uh, you know, get some energy and enthusiasm. And uh, I just think it's one game at a time. People will come back. The fans will come back. And, uh, you know, we are turning the corner, and it is visible. And, uh, you know, go Pirates. All right. Appreciate the call tonight, Jay in Greenville. Um, Garcia got banged up in Orlando. He did come in for a play against Houston when Ehlers went down. But, again, as, uh, you know, some guys are pointing out, Brendan and others, uh, that, you know, in a two-score game, you don't see a quarterback come in a lot because you make a mistake there, they score, they can kick an onside. It it never – and we talked about this with, I think, Jeff Charles in the pregame. We just haven't seen – a ton of young guys come in because every dang game has been pretty tight yeah. in the fourth quarter, yeah. in the second half. So, anyway. All right, let's go next to Kyle in LaGrange. Hello, Kyle. What's going on, guys? Uh, man, I'm going to tell you what. I want to first of all start off by saying I didn't know it could be so damn cold for a 60-some degree game. Holy crap. I got wet and about froze to death. I don't know if anybody else feels the same way. I probably so. Well, Kyle, you're a little skinny guy like me. You need to get some more meat <laughs> on your bones. <laughs> Cliff, if you ever want to see my, let me know. <laughs> That'd put some buds in the seats. <laughs> Certainly. But uh, I, uh, I, a couple things. One, when we were up by 11 um, and we get back-to-back interceptions and it's still early fourth quarter, you, 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 not to be negative at all, but man, at least we came away with three points. But you would love to get a touchdown on one of those two possessions to really kind of put the game out of reach. When, when you're when you're when your defense is giving you a short field and in the fourth quarter, you got a chance to put it away at that point and go up by three scores, and um, we couldn't get it done. I, thankfully, we at least came away with three. Um, very poor performance tonight by Owen Dapper. Um, Clearly, uh, Coach is, has been scared to kick him beyond 40 yards all year. Um, and then tonight he missed one within 40 and then uh, an extra point, but at least he made the one at the end. Uh, I don't know uh, if we got anything else behind him that um, anybody who could be more consistent. I mean, he's been consistent inside 40 up till tonight, but clearly he doesn't want to, he doesn't trust him beyond 40 yards. So that's, that's something that needs to be addressed. Um, Super proud of the defense. That performance in the second half, I, it was unbelievable. Um, probably that second half defense performance, considering where that game was and it being such a close game and being down at halftime, that was probably the best defense performance I've seen um, Being because it was so key. It, it was key to the victory uh, since, you know, Holtz was here. Uh, it has to be. So, um Props to the defense. Offense did enough. Holton had a great game. Um, he he uh, made the passes he had to make. You know, pulled it down that, which is big step in the right direction. Pulled it down when he needed to. So, uh, uh, good job by Holton. Um, just proud of the football team, man. That that was a huge win. If we were going to get a bowl game, I've been saying it all year, and I think a lot of other people have too. We we have to beat South Florida. We have to beat Temple. We got we got one in the bag, and now uh, Temple's up next. And uh, next week, uh, as of right now, and a lot of things can change between now and next Saturday, but the weather looks beautiful for next Saturday. So it should be a good crowd. I also want to give a shout-out. I don't know if, if if Eric Ward's behind this or who. I'm assuming it's Eric. Um, 
the music the last two games have been has been drastically improved, uh, which to me helps with the atmosphere. Even though tonight's crowd was sparse, great, great music. Um, dig a lot of what they're doing musically. Uh, to me, a huge step in the right direction uh, for the atmosphere. But uh, that's all I got, guys. Good part. All right. Thank you, Kyle. Um, yeah, Eric... Uh... He does a great job, I, I, and I, nobody's going to agree with everything they do over there, but I'll tell you this, man. They, he takes it super serious. He takes his job. like He wants to seriously make it an event, a party, a fun time when yeah. you come out to any game, baseball, and all the sports over there. So uh, they listen to feedback. Eric does a great job of that. So I'm glad to hear that. Chandler, you were nodding your head about the music. Well, Weave, you're a music guy. Yeah, you know? they, they sure... Uh, listen to the critics about the uh the pa system being low yeah we can hear the pa system when we walk outside when we walk outside here outside the pirate radio studios when i walked out uh during the pregame i heard morgan doing the starting lineups and uh i just couldn't like they yeah they're doing a great job and when he's uh, i agree with kyle the the music was really good tonight and i found myself uh nodding my head a lot they uh we're playing some great tunes in daddy fick well one of the other things we talked about too that we really like is the live look-ins during the breaks yeah they, uh, had, they the had the hurricanes. carolina hurricanes game up there and actually during one of the live look-ins the canes scored their second goal of the game and crowd you know the goes crowd crazy. goes great yeah it was pretty cool so i do like the live look-ins during the saturday games we've seen live look-ins on other football games with nc state unc <laughs> or duke or somebody is playing an in-state uh, team they'll show live look-ins love that we have robots dancing in the stadium now <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and I mean, Parmalee, you know, that's uh, the first time we've had a halftime yeah. show, you know, like that's a true, true halftime show in as long as I can remember. We so got some, uh, there we, was get a, a, we get a top 10. A ton of uh, football action tonight. So we're number nine on the top 10. What was the was play? McMillan's tip and Tegan Wilkes catch ah, on nice. the interception. We'll see if we have any more. Uh, as they are going over the Sports, Sports Center, Center top, top 10. 10. And, of course, SVP, Scott Van Pelt, gave the Pirates a shout-out uh, right when they went on the air. All right, let's get one more before we take a timeout. Uh, our next timeout will be last call for your calls, so get them in now or uh, after our next break. Uh, Trey is up in Farmville. Hey, Trey. Hey, Trey. Uh, I'm Clip. Uh, here's Billy. What's up, Trey? Hey, Trey. You know, well, I was just going to say, I was like, at this point, y'all have heard just about everything under the sun. Um, it's almost 1 o'clock. What would you guys want to talk about on a on a night like this? I mean, y'all have heard everything under the sun. I mean, Billy looks like he's got to fall asleep. <laughs> when, when Shirley answers the phone, she's just like, oh, God, another caller. You know? uh, yeah. What, what would you what would you guys want to talk about? That's a rhetorical question, but Clip, first of all, for you, what's what is your take on the Jake Paul controversy with the, with the knockouts? Jake Paul, you don't you don't follow the U.S. the, the boxing? And I mean, I know who it is, but I don't follow that. Do you have any other questions that I could answer? Extra guy, your WWE guy, I guess. But all right. Next question that we've been talking about, how everybody's, you know, ECU football's been transitioning over a couple of years. But, I mean, I think there's there's one unsung hero here. I mean, Billy Weaver. I mean, you go from from uh, broadcaster on the news channel to food truck connoisseur. <laughs> and now the fifth quarter calling, you know, co-host. I mean, what's your transition been like? I mean, how- <laughs> 
It's it's. I like, hold on. I like Trey kind of turning the show on I know, us now. I know, I know. This is it's an interesting like a, call. This is like interview night with Trey. One on one. So what's your journey been like, Billy? It's That's been, a great question. It's been awesome. It's it's been certainly a roller coaster ride for sure. Trey, let him answer the damn question if you're gonna ask it. <laughs> Clip, I'm talking here. <laughs> I'm running this interview. My mistake. Here. I'm sorry. You're right. My apologies, Trey. Trey? Continue, Billy. <laughs> Jesus. it's been it's been a lot of fun i tell you what it'll be even more fun if people come buy cars from me at brown and wood wow hey, trey you need a car some, uh, you know people might might be doing it hey yeah hey it's it's i tell you what it's, it's been a lot of fun and one of the reasons i probably look like i'm about to fall asleep is because i've been up since uh six o'clock this morning you know, when you got to go into the car dealership. and But I tell you what, it's a lot of fun. I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I like being busy. Love being on the fifth quarter call-in show. And, and hey, I, I just do I do want to apologize to everybody for not being here last week. It's just last Sunday morning was a huge morning for our family and uh, my fiance's father, who was the mayor of Farmville, uh, for 20 years was honored uh, last Sunday morning. Uh, they dedicated the fountain in Farmville to him. So I needed to be up early on Sunday. That's why I wasn't here late Saturday night. Well, we'll let you slide that. Time. All right. Uh, definitely more interesting than Tua D, but he's probably sleeping right now. <laughs> um, I do want to talk about a couple couple football points here. I mean, we've heard everything from under the sun, from, you know, Pirate Club to coaching to whatever it might be. Um, you know, Mike Houston, I've always had great confidence in him. You know, he, he talks the talk. You know, we've been seeing if he can walk the walk. And, you know, at some at, recently, you know, a lot of people were, were comparing him to Scotty Montgomery. You know, we're saying we're doing all these great things during the week. But, you know, what do we see on, on the field, event, you know, as far as execution-wise? If you look at the points, yeah, we were in most of these games. And, you know, you could, you could argue that we could win. We should have won some of them. But you could also – say that, hey, look, you know, we deserve to lose those games. And a lot of what people were talking about. We lose, Trey? You always, yeah. Go ahead. ahead. We lost you there just for a second. We got you back. Oh, well, I was was just going to say, you know, he's starting to turn the corner, in my opinion, you know, as far as, you know, being competitive, being hard-nosed football players like you want us to be. Um, you know, look at his history, you know, across the Little Ryan, uh, James Madison. I mean, James Madison, you know, for what it's worth, a lot of people don't realize the, the quality of coaches that have come through that program. And I think Mike was, was, a, was a benefactor of, you know, being behind, you know, Everett Withers especially. I mean, he, he, he coached, if y'all, if y'all know, he coached uh, Julio Jones. He's a wide receivers coach at Alabama. You know, he coached Julio Jones. He coached. Uh, I think it was Dante uh, Hightower and, and Mark Ingram. You know, those guys were, were world-class athletes, and he helped coach them. So, inevitably, by him going to James Madison, he was going to recruit some, some guys that were off the radar, the guys that we need to recruit and we've historically recruited here at ECU. Uh, so, yes, he had success with some of his players, but, I mean, it takes a damn good coach to go 86% you know, wins every three years. And then you got Signetti, who's coming there with Mike, with some of Mike's players, but also Everett's players, and he's continuing on, on the success. So I think Mike's finally starting to turn that corner if we just believe in him. And a lot of people have been talking about, well, you know, put your money where your mouth is, give it to the Pirate Club. 
Well, that's a whole other story. Our Pirate Club has just been, you know, for lack of a better word, disorganized would probably be the best way to, to, to describe the Pirate Club, you know, aside from other EC leadership issues. I mean, Mike Resco talked about, you know, the need for people to build, uh, you know, facilities. And that was one of the big reasons why, you know, uh, UCF was being looked at potentially by expanding their facilities out there. So if we want to take the next step of the football program, yeah, we need to get behind the coaches of, of all of our sports. But, you know, if we look specifically at the revenue generating sports, football being a, a big, obviously a main one, you know, our part club needs to, they try to reorganize, but they're out of touch with, with the donors, not even just the small donors, but even some of the big donors, you know, that we need to revamp some of the ways where we can give money to the areas that if I want to give, you know, a million dollars for a football program to specifically build something, I should be able to do that. But our park club is not set up like that, to my knowledge, where you got programs, you know, big programs, Ohio State, for example, you can set up a sports specific donation. Uh, and if you do it that way, you can, you know, you can earmark your funds for something, but you might not get your priority points. And last thing I'm going to make on that is the priority points has been a big controversy for, I know, a lot of people that I've talked to. Uh, you know, if somebody's been giving money for, you know, we'll say like, a, you know, like a Bill Clark, for example, you know, he's been giving money to a to Pirate Club for years. When he passes, you know, unfortunately it'll be a sad day, but, you know, that's part, part of life. You know, what happens to his points? They go away. So his family members who've been enjoying, you know, years and years, decades of, of great, you know, experiences, what do they do? They go back to zero. So we got to revamp that. Um, and the last point I'm just going to make is uh, Harmon Lee came in on a trailer, right? Like, what do you think those fans, I mean, th- that team was thinking when they walked on the field was like, what the hell is going on here? Excuse me, what the heck is going on here? And what's the Parmesan on a trailer doing here? That's all I got to say. Okay. All right, I, I didn't have a problem with that just because of the fact that ECU's not equipped to be able to do a full Super Bowl halftime show where they've got uh, you know 300 people that can set up a stage in 10 seconds and, and tear it down and be it all done in, in a halftime. I don't have a problem with that. It was kind of old school country to me, and I, I think Parmalee didn't have a problem with it. It sounded great, and it was, uh, it was pulled off. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't have a problem with that at all. All right, uh, last call for your calls on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Get in now while the getting's good. We'll be back to wrap it up after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, we're at the 1 o'clock hour on a Friday morning. We will be back with you 3 o'clock later today on Pirate Radio Live. Uh, so we will recap the game with Coach Rick Smith, talk some NFL, and uh, maybe talk to the guy who's pulling all the strings, Morgan Aylers. Probably join us on a Friday, too. <laughs> all right, uh, Billy Weaver is alongside Shirley Rhodes fighting through it, Chandler Honeycutt. One last segment here to go. So if you want to get in, now's the time, 317-1250. Let's go to Blake in Raleigh. Hello, Blake. Hey, Cliff. Hey, Billy. Uh, just got back into the Raleigh area from Greenville. Um, me and my dad were listening to uh, to the show on the way back, and uh, we were saying it's, it's funny. Uh, 
Pirate fans are very interesting because we are either the ultimate optimists or the ultimate pessimists. <laughs> that is so true. Okay. Well said. It, well, very well said. It's. It's. I mean, every other every week. It's if it's a loss, we're our season's over. That would fire everybody and put uh, Garcia in, and you know everything, right? Um, but yeah, I mean. Hey, now we're uh, we're ready to beat Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah no brainer. We're gonna gonna cut the uh, the AAC out of a lot of money going to the playoffs. But hey, uh, um, I've been optimistic this whole year. I got. Our center uh, center field logo tattooed on my arm at the beginning of this season. I knew it was going to be a good season. Um, but wanted to give you guys a little fun question. Uh, I know you've, you've just been talking the same kind of things all over and over. Uh, this is completely off the walls random, all right? So um, you guys can both answer. You can have the same answer, different answers. So if uh, you had the option to fight 50 horse-sized ducks. Or no, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. 50 duck-sized horses. Or one horse-sized duck, what are you picking and why? Oh, wow. It's kind of late for that. Um, <laughs> 50, so, 50 duck-sized horses? So, like, they would yeah. kick you, but how much would it really hurt if they're the size of a... I guess they can gnaw on you a little bit. I think I'm going with the 50 duck-sized horses. I'm a little nervous about the the beak on the horse... No, but, but a duck. I, I don't think I'm not scared of anything duck sized. No matter that's what how I'm saying. Of them. I'm a little nervous about that giant duck beak. Right, right. The horse with the huge duck beak. Well, it will be a duck. Well, you know, what I mean. the horse sized <laughs> duck. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to fight anything big. Um, there's, there's no right answer to it. There's <laughs> not. There's not. Yeah, no. I, honestly, I think uh, if, if I had to answer, um, fifty. 50 duck-sized horses is a lot to handle. I mean, they can they can probably overrun you pretty quickly. I mean, they're still horses, so, I mean, horses are pretty strong. They're just short horses. So, I'd probably go with the one horse. Or, All right, hey, I got one for you. I got one for you to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. All right, you, uh, who, you're a, a college AD. Who would you rather have to run your football program? You get Nick Saban with the brain of Scotty Montgomery or... Bear Bryant with the brain of John Thompson. Who would you take? Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> did you come up with that just off I the did. top of your head? I did. That's yes. amazing. That's a good one there. No, no, I, I, I uh, plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Anything else, uh, Blake? Um. No, I mean, I, people have been saying it. Appreciate you guys. Uh, listen to you every week. Don't call in every week, but. Um, yeah, keep up the good work. Shirley, hope you feel better. Chandler, thanks for everything you do too, man. Um, and yeah, have a good night. Get some rest. Thanks, Blake. All right, man. Continue to drive safe. Good stuff. And, uh, I like that. Him and his dad are in the car and it's sports. It's funny. We are, we have our highs and lows on Sundays, more lows now, Billy, but, uh, sports fans get irrational at times. And that's kind of the, the fun of it. I had the Braves out of everything a few months ago like oh this season's over oh four or five months ago i had the mets in the playoffs (laughs) yeah i mean (laughs) that's just kind of how it is and he's speaking to this pirate team where you lose and it's like is houston the guy you know aylers is toast get him out this thing's done and now we had multiple calls about beating cincinnati 
and we're just talking about in a two three week span the uh the ebbs and flows and the, hey that's what makes it fun i tell you what it's a lot of fun when you're winning and you're optimistic and uh, that's what we're seeing after tonight's W. Well, I've said this on multiple occasions. There's a reason that fans are fans because fan is short for fanatic. And if you're not fanatical, you don't care about your team. And, and that's just it goes with the territory. Um, you know, sports fans, sports, sports is emotional. Yeah. And that's what that's why people love sports. And it doesn't matter what sport it is, because you invest a lot of time. Uh, a lot of people invest money. We talked about that with the Town Bank Tower and the people up there. I mean, there's even talk about that tonight. Uh, but people invest a lot of time, a lot of money, and more importantly, a lot of your emotion yeah. in it. And in the South, um, you know, it's said football is a religion. So, I mean, you can throw that into the mix as well. And when you invest all that and your team comes up short, a knee-jerk reaction is just to scream and yell and <laughs> holler. And, you know, usually, you know, uh, you know, more well sports can really make adults no matter the age children oh absolutely <laughs> you know now Talk I can, about I, screaming and yelling i can tell you many times after an upsetting washington loss that it took me a few hours on a sunday afternoon to kind of get back down to where i said to myself okay stop why do i care what, what, so much you know, what, what it's are you not doing? the end of the it's, world i mean yeah. come on yeah uh but it usually only takes a couple of hours but that's the <laughs> thing is is we're talking to these people right after the losses oh, yeah. yeah so i get it yeah I get and it. I, in this case after the wins and everybody's jacked up and hey who's next who else wants some and i've always said this too when they stop calling in and when people stop bitching and moaning and complaining about losses that's when you got to worry and i'll be honest i I was kind of nervous after the season after season after season of not going to a bowl game the covid year wiped out everything would fans return would people ever be as interested in sports as they were before uh doing this show this year for the pirates that answer is a resounding yes because we have received consistently the most calls that maybe we ever have since we've been doing the show yeah. even i think that's awesome and it says a lot about the uh pirate fan base and uh we appreciate you folks who call in you folks who just listen and don't call in and uh, everybody on facebook youtube uh twitter it's uh it's a lot of fun win or lose it's a lot more fun when you win it and we're here uh with you after each and every game and you know what we're gonna enjoy a saturday off yes well i won't but well you'll be away from here i'll be working yeah yeah so uh (laughs) you got a friday off though i do have tomorrow off yes good for you yes we've uh great great to see you buddy thank you you too hope you guys feel better i know you've been under the weather too and and surely man i tell you what i'm i'm pulling for you hard i think i'm in like the bottom of the eighth i'm about to get out of this shirley is still in those middle innings oh struggling yeah through it. she's she's in the third she's she in, in the, the third, third inning top of the oh, third top of the third oh my and goodness. uh chandler it'll probably hit you sometime tomorrow while you're calling whiteville football so yeah enjoy it yeah um it's uh they say it comes in threes one two three i i hope so well, <laughs> well billy well billy i'm number four no i'm number four yeah that is true <laughs> all right uh shirley great work uh chan man we'll see you monday yes sir and uh we will see you next saturday on the uh, bud light pregame tailgate yep. and the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show Three o'clock start time for ECU Temple. We'll go on the air 11 a.m. next Saturday and might even get home at a decent hour that evening. Sounds good to me. That'd be nice. All right, folks. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Thanks to Tiebreakers for the awesome food. We'll see you 
next Saturday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and U.S. Cellular fifth quarter call-in show. You have been listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Join us next time for complete postgame coverage of East Carolina football exclusively on Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.